I love that. Your internet is unstable, just like me. Welcome to the Leading Lady Club. We are your hosts. I'm Caitlin. I'm Lauren. And welcome to the show. Yay! We are so happy to have you all here on this lovely Monday, everyone. Sorry that once again we've been gone for a few weeks. We Listen, really appreciate life, your patience. You know, life what? comes at you fast sometimes. It comes at you so fast, and like you know, Lauren's got her big girl job. I've got too many jobs, which I—it's not a complaint. Like I'm so grateful. I'm finally at this point in my career where things have really started moving, and next thing I know, I'm saying yes to all these different projects and all these different things. And next thing I know, I'm like in over my head and doing baby. too many things. Your so, dreams come true, baby. You know live in the dream baby but this sweet sweet little podcast it's not little this really genuinely like means so much to me and I it will never be like an afterthought it will always be a thing that is very important and that is very much still happening it just the nature of the fact that it is run by us and there's no like boss or person that I am letting down by not putting out a new episode is yeah. just like it, it also, sometimes is the last is the thing that that gives when something's got to give so yeah. and unfortunately this we love this podcast very much and we love doing it very much but it doesn't pay us yeah. so unfortunately <laughs> have to do things that pay us that pay us money bills to pay and loans to pay and rent to pay because capitalism is a prison that's true that's true i would love to just podcast every day <laughs> That'd be great. Honestly. I know there are people who have been able to make that their actual like job and career, and that'll be so cool. Maybe one day. Maybe. Um, but you know, for now, we just really do appreciate your patience, and we're so happy to be back. That being said, we have a great episode today. We're really rounding out season two here. We only have a couple episodes left, um, and we have absolutely saved some of our best leading ladies for last because that's what you do, right? Last but not least. Um, so we are really excited to introduce today's guest. But before we do, we had a little piece of news that happened kind of a while yes. now, you know, maybe like three, four weeks ago, but um, it's a pretty big one. And we've talked about this situation on the podcast before. So we wanted, we thought it was worth mentioning and I'm going to let Lauren talk about it because yes. this is definitely her area of expertise. Yes. Hello. I'm Lauren Montana and you're listening <laughs> to the Lady Disney Club's Channel. soccer coverage section of the podcast. Um, so this happened at the beginning of May, as I, as you may or may not know, hopefully if you've been paying attention, uh, the U.S. women's soccer team has been in an ongoing dispute about equal pay um, in regards to their compensation versus the men's team's compensation. And finally, at the beginning of May, they reached a new CBA collective bargaining agreement where they are going to, through 2028 be getting equal pay through identical economic terms, which mm -hmm. means that they are going to get identical compensa compensation for all competitions, including the World Cup. And there's like some other 
money things that are happening in there, but basically they're getting paid the thing, the money that they deserve to get paid. They're getting paid the equal amount that the men are being paid, which is outstanding, a long yes. time coming. Finally, mm-hmm. it lasts quite a while and they will hopefully be able to renew that when it, it expires in 2028. But it was very exciting. You know, everyone in the soccer world, really not just like, you know, women supporters, but everyone in the soccer world knows that the U S women's national team is one of, if not the best international women's team in the world, if not just in general. Yeah. Um, and so them getting their fair compensation is incredible and well-deserved and it's mm-hmm. about damn time. So. I say it's, it's past, it's overdue. It's overdue. It's overdue. So we're very but, excited for them. We yes. are very excited for the women's world cup next year, as well as the men's world cup this year, but the women's world cup next year, and they're going to get paid the money that they, that they deserve to get paid. Yay. Yes. Good job. We love them. Um, I have to tell you guys, I asked Lauren before we started recording, if she could talk about soccer succinctly, <laughs> and i I said maybe (laughs) she said no promises but that was great you did a really good job of like getting to the point so that all all of us uh common folk who don't know as much about soccer as you do could follow and keep up Um, don't you worry the world cup's coming in november and i will yell about it as long as you let me (laughs) we can't wait um but you know i I do think this is like an important thing to even just briefly talk about because it's not just about soccer either it's i mean the the everyone i feel like the women's u.s national soccer team being in this kind of fight and be and bringing this to national attention really was a big step forward for like the Me Too movement, the Time's Up movement, and just like in general, women's rights and and equal, the equal pay movement. And I think it was, um, they're such in the national spotlight and there are some really big, famous uh, celeb kind of names on the team that it really just caught a lot of attention in the media and social media and just all over. And so I think it really helped to stir up that conversation on a national level in sports in the entertainment industry and then you know business and corporations and just all across the board all the workforce in general um and so i think this is i mean it's like neil armstrong said this is one small step for man one giant leap for mankind was that right lauren yeah uh uh-huh Back check. Okay, yeah. okay. I started saying it and then I panicked and yeah. I was like, wait, am I saying this backwards? No. So anyway, I feel like it's it's a great step forward for yeah. specifically the women's national soccer team, but also it's a big leap forward for like all women in the fight for equal pay. Well, yeah, um, because I mean, like I said, the women's, the US women's team is like just the best, one of the best soccer teams in the world. Yeah. And so for them to have finally reached a point where people are like yeah we should pay them the same amount of money that they you know deserve to get paid it does pave what a concept it does pave a way for for any woman who's in a position where she's not being paid as much as her male counterparts to be like we're working just as hard we Mm -hmm. deserve the money and like yeah so i think it's just a good definitely a good precedent to be set so yay ladies yay Yay, soccer yay money (laughs) We love all of those things. Um, So anyway, oh, also quickly before we introduce our guests, I also know our guest loves this show because I've seen her talk a lot about it on social media. So I wanted to say that I saw POTUS on Broadway last week Mm -hmm. and really enjoyed it. If you don't know what it is, it's I think the full name. Let me look it up. It's POTUS or... 
Do not yawn in the middle I'm of our podcast excuse recording. Excuse me, it is 10 o'clock. I am tired. I'm sorry, that's my fault. Okay, the full name is POTUS, or behind every great dumbass are seven women trying to keep him alive. <laughs> which is hilarious and it's got like this amazing star-studded cast of leading ladies so it's got julianne huff and vanessa williams icon yes julie white tony award nominee lily cooper of many broadway shows rachel dratch from snl who's also now nominated for a tony award for this and a bunch of other leading ladies it's like a very diverse cast very amazing directed by susan stroman i will also say they did find a way to work in a dance number for julianne huff in a play about the president of the united states um which really makes me happy and i'm sorry if these are spoilers i feel like they're not but it's okay um um, there's also a like the kind of bows or the kind of like I don't know what you would call it like kind of post end of the show is a big musical number with all of them which I also love because they're like okay we have Lily Cooper and Vanessa Williams and Julianne Huff and all these like singers in this play there's no way we're letting the audience leave without a big rousing musical number Incredible. Um, with chart topping female hits so anyway it was really good it's absurd don't get me wrong like if you're looking for a family friendly show do not go to this which you probably <laughs> could have guessed by the title but it is just raunchy and raucous and crazy and absurd and over the top nuts but but it was so fun and it you know i just i love that it's led it's a hundred percent women it uh was um written by a new playwright called selena fillinger i hope i'm saying that right selena please um forgive me if i didn't say that come on the pod yeah honestly oh okay julian huff come on the pod oh stop Vanessa Williams, come on. Vanessa Williams, come on the pod. Anyway, and it was directed by amazing, incredible Tony Award winner Susan Stroman. So it's like an all-female, you know, show, and I just love that. I think we need to produce more theater by and about women. I think we need to champion more female directors and playwrights and creative teams because I feel like so often, even big Broadway shows you know maybe having a starring starring a woman or having a large female cast a lot of times it's still directed by a man or it's still written by a man or it's still got an all-male creative team you know male music director male lighting designer male that like it's just so nice to see this woman really like by and about and for women it was awesome so if you're in new york go see potus it was a crazy good time and just we love it it's all about women Um, so anyway, that was so fun. And I think the perfect segue to introduce our guest because I do know that she loves that show and she's a theater gal. So I think that was the perfect segue if I do say so myself. Thank you. Thank you, Lord, for the approval. Um, So today's guest is none other than the incredible Rebecca J. Michelson. She is a photographer and videographer for Broadway and theater and entertainment. She is incredible. I'm lucky to know her and call her a friend. Um, I knew her back even when she was still working a day job and just starting out as a photographer. And so it's really amazing to see where she is now. She shoots everything from concerts and events to red carpets, actor portraits, music videos, everything. Um, She kind of predominantly does Broadway and the off-Broadway theater communities, but she really does all sorts of things. She also has a background in video marketing and casting producing, so she's just like 
She's a, a, a multi-hyphenate for sure. Um, and I'm just really excited for us to talk with her. She also, this is a big, a big new accolade of hers this year. She was acknowledged as one of the 30 women to watch on Broadway this year for 2022 by the Broadway Women's Fund, which is amazing. This is like a very, uh, very exclusive group of ladies in the Broadway and theater community who get nominated by someone and then are are chosen for this very, very uh, big honor. So that was so cool that she, she got that um, this year. So anyway, I'm really excited to talk with her. I bet she's got a lot of good stories about Broadway and all the things. So without further ado, here she is, everyone, Rebecca J. Michelson. Hi, Rebecca. How are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Good. I'm so excited. I was just telling Lauren like a little background on how you and I met and how you came and did photos for my hurricane benefit concert back in January of 2019. And so Catherine crazy. Charlebois <laughs> had referred you to me. And since it, you know, since it was a benefit concert, like everyone, all the performers, everyone was doing it for free, just like out of immense kindness and generosity. And so back then you were like just getting started and I think kind of like looking <laughs> to build your portfolio and your resume a bit. So you were like totally game to come like do these amazing, incredible photos for free for this benefit. And then ever yeah. since then I was like, wow, I was like, she is a, cause you never know what you're gonna get when someone's <laughs> like, I have someone who'll do this for free. I was like, okay. And then the photos were incredible. And They're I was really like, oh my Thank gosh, you. get this girl to Broadway, someone. And then I just, just watched your career blossom and now you are like the Broadway it girl you're like yeah I do concerts of 54 below like every other day now that's old news um, I do I do hat. like should be paying them rent at this yeah, point. honestly they should alive. just put like they should put a little plaque in one of the booths and that's just like your spot um not that I'm sure you I ever get to there. sit while you're there because you're busy working work. but um oh yeah. my gosh I just love it it's like so incredible we had someone else on um a few episodes ago lauren lister who kind of similarly i met her when she was working a day job quote unquote like a whole other <laughs> career and then doing photos just on her lunch okay. break or before and after work yeah. for Teal, actually for the backstage blonde blog um <laughs> and then her career just in a short time took yeah. off too and then she has like a full-time company now and oh she's like so, i mean I, I follow i don't know her personally but i follow her she's yeah. like She's incredible. Crazy. Like, yeah. I mean, in a good way, like it's yes. just, she has so much going on. It's, amazing yeah I'm so boring. it's just so fun <laughs> to like watch these incredible women like have these careers that basically like almost boom overnight it feels like so I'm just so like happy to say I knew you win so um, <laughs> I know I feel like I've known you for so long this is so I know, wild I know it really is this feels very full circle so I'm very excited <laughs> about this thank you for thank thanks you. for coming to chat with us thanks um, for having me on I'm honored that you wanted me on this podcast as yes. a leading lady. It's you very... absolutely are. <laughs> absolutely. Um, but we love to ask people, I'm I'm really curious because I don't know the answer to this. We love to ask people kind of how they got their start in the career that they're in and if that's something that they kind of like always dreamt of doing, like this was the dream, this was the goal, or if it's something you kind of like fell into later. And I know you were a theater fan before you kind of got involved in the theater industry. So how did, kind of talk us through how this ended up happening for you, this career. Yeah, um, 
it's funny. I was just shooting with someone the other day and um, he was like asking me all the same questions because, you know, the small talk like between yeah, locations yeah. Um, and he was he's in an actor like in a off Broadway show. And he was saying that, like, you know, he um, used to do like headshots like on the side to make make money which I think is a great, I think headshot photography is just like the greatest um, flexible, like survival job ever. (laughs) I wish that I did headshots, but um, (laughs) uh, I was saying to him, I was like, I feel like I'm one of very few like theater photographers that is not also an actor because I do feel like a lot of the theater photographers are also actors and they're doing photos, you know, in the downtime between auditions. And I think it's again, like a great survival job because it's super flexible. Um, And also like, you know, you know, the space, you know what people want. And Mm -hmm. I'm not an actor at all. I never have been an actor. (laughs) I did like my sixth grade play and my friend told me I was really bad and I never did it again. (laughs) True story. We're not friends anymore. You know what? That's probably for the best. Yeah, that might have been needed. (laughs) Yeah. She told me I was too loud and I was like, okay, well, great. Thank no you. such thing. Cut out. Here at the <laughs> Leading Lady Club, we love loud women because we are loud women. We are. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, and so, yeah, basically, long story short, I um, have, I actually like started my business in 2018 as like a video business because I was noticing that there weren't a lot of like women videographers in New York city, like not even in the theater space, but just in general. Mm -hmm. Um, and at the time I had been, uh, a casting reality TV casting producer. And like, I was just getting tired of just a lot of things about that career and specifically just like sitting behind my computer all day. Um, and I, you know, I went to school, I, I did study video at school a little bit at Northeastern. Um, and I had a camera and I was like, I'm just going to start making videos. Cause like I, I've been doing that my whole life. Like I always loved making videos and, and edit video editing and, you know, did it in college, whatever. I was like, I'm going to make videos. And so in order to like build my portfolio, I ended up kind of connecting. And yes, I was like a theater fan already, but I didn't have like big dreams to go into theater. I wasn't, you know, I didn't grow up being like, I want to be a theater photographer. And it's funny because I do, actually get a lot of emails and Instagram messages from like young people that are like, I want to be a theater photographer. Like, can mm-hmm. we talk? And of course, like, you know, I'll always talk to them, but that was never me. <laughs> I, yeah. just, I just wanted to do like make my own video content. I was like, I want to be creative. I don't want to sit behind the desk anymore. So I started doing that and I found performers that wanted to, you know, like sing on camera, like do their own music outside of their shows. And that was like a good way for me to collaborate. And then it kind of just snowballed into you know one person saw the video and then people started asking me to do stuff and then I like slowly started charging for it and you know uh, and somehow started doing photography honestly super self-taught never took a photography class um it was to let you in on a little secret it was a little bit of a vain like aesthetic thing because for my Instagram I wanted to put the video in the center and have like two 
photos on either, wow. either side. Okay. That's and called having like, a brand. And you know I what? think that's great. <laughs> As so someone started, who obsesses like, over our leading lady club Instagram and what like making one new post is going to do to the rest of the grid. I respect that. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Now mm -hmm. everyone knows how I started photography, but yeah, I just was like, can we take some photos or like I would take screenshots from the videos, whatever. But, mm -hmm. um, and then it kind of snowballed and, um, and yeah. And then That's here incredible. I am. <laughs> here we are. Yeah. yeah. And I've just gotten to work on a lot of cool stuff like over the years. And, um, I'm like super happy to be here because I love theater and it's just like the intersection of everything that I love doing and it's like I can't believe that I'm that I get to do it for a living <laughs> so cool that makes me so happy yeah you cart <laughs> you paved your way for yourself which we always love <laughs> hearing about yeah. you're at the leading well, lady club um I did want to go back to the yeah. one point though you mentioned that you worked <laughs> in casting producing for reality tv yeah. right yeah. so which I'm just fascinated by because I have been binging. <laughs> we love TV shows trashy reality. Forever. TV. Oh, I have a lot of stories, but I'll tell them off camera. <laughs> oh, good that's to, it. That's good it. No, good to know. But you know, going back to how, what was that like working in that job? I guess, and like, do you feel like it helped you create your business for yourself with with your videography and with the photography? Like, do you feel like working there kind of helped you hone the skills to make your own? dreams happen your own business ventures happen that's a good question um I almost <laughs> I don't want to talk I don't want to talk badly about my that's okay we can be as neutral as we need to be <laughs> yeah casting producer but um I did that for like four and a half years and mm -hmm. I was honestly I mean I was like pretty good at it which is why I kept getting jobs um because I'm a really good like story editor so I was mm -hmm. doing both like I started out just doing the video edits for the casting cut the casting tapes which are very much like as quickly as you can edit and like piece the story together based on what they may or may not have said um, like, so I was really good at like story editing um which made me then like a good interviewer because I knew what the casting tape would have to look like um so I was really good at it, but I, I wasn't necessarily like passionate about it, but I learned yeah. a lot. I always said like whenever I was, whenever I was like writing cover letters for jobs, I always would say that it taught me mostly like people skills because I had to be able to talk to like anybody and everybody and also taught me like sales pitching <laughs> because yeah. it was pretty much like I was working on not, you know, like The Bachelor or like, you know, a, a game show um I was working in development for things that had mostly had not ever been on air before so okay. it was like really challenging to uh pitch people projects that they had never heard about and also convince regular people that they really wanted to be on television and spill all their secrets to me um which is pretty much what you have to do as a casting producer you know and so I was like scouring the internet for like, uh, and Instagram and stuff for people that would get on Skype with me and tell me their life stories. Like I learned a lot about business, like being a businesswoman, like a salesperson, which, yeah. which is super important. Um, and I've, I also actually like struggled a lot with sales in 
this current career that I'm in. Mm-hmm. Um, but I find now that it's like, it's theater photography and videography is less like sales pitchy and more word of mouth, like referrals because the yeah. industry is so small. But yeah. during the pandemic, when I had to pivot into business, like doing video for businesses, it was all like a hundred percent sales pitching. So like I took all my casting skills Use it for for pitching to business owners which was super helpful but yeah I would say overall I more learned like what I didn't want to do while I was casting producer um and I was also like freelancing but I learned that I wanted to work for myself and not have to answer to other people which is like now I just completely work for myself and I was freelancing but on you know like a nine to five schedule so it was very much like a full-time job without benefits um and now right. I have a full-time freelancing job so I can like go on a walk in the middle of the day or like get a coffee with a friend you know <laughs> which is <laughs> wonderful we love that well so, and it is so important yeah. to learn about like what you don't want to do as much as yeah. you do want to do so we're glad yeah. that you got something out of this reality yeah. casting job which I still think is so fascinating but so it was interesting it was good that you were able to transfer a lot of those skills yeah. into your career it's now cool. a career that you like <laughs> yeah you know it's all a journey and like I'm not yes. I don't discount anything that I did in the past and before I was casting I was like working in television on set so I transitioned mm-hmm. I was I started at the Food Network um so I transitioned Ooh, from like terrible. on set and then realized that was like too hard on my body yeah. wanted to be behind a computer gone to casting and then of course now went back to like the most rigorously tough <laughs> job on my body True. <laughs> possible yeah. where I'm lugging equipment around in 100 degree weather but it's fine <sighs> um so I yeah it's really you know like everything kind of led up to this point I think so I'm not discrediting anything I yeah, did in absolutely. the past for sure absolutely Oh, I love that. Um, it's just so interesting. Like, I love to hear stories about people's like past lives or like, you know, where they were before, <laughs> before where they landed now. Um, so obviously now fast forward, we've already kind of mentioned it, but now you have this incredible career doing photography and videography for Broadway shows and actors and concerts and events and music videos. I mean, all sorts of things. Like you're literally, I was looking at your <laughs> website last night and I was like, man, what does she not do? Like what, what is, there's something that you're like no I can't do that um but what are weddings weddings Weddings. okay hire her for your weddings you guys come (laughs) on give this girl a break she does everything else literally everything else (laughs) literally not weddings um but you have to at this point have some pretty good like pinch me moments or just like really exciting maybe like a an actor or performer that you worked with that you were like I cannot believe I'm working with this person or an event or a show do you have like a couple of favorite moments that you have gotten to work on in your career I knew you were gonna ask me this and I was like I should come up with (laughs) (laughs) here we are um well like at the top of my brain right now because I'm going to post about it on Instagram later (laughs) um is that this past weekend I got to meet Gloria Steinem at POTUS and take a photo of her with the cast and that was like one of those like pinch me moments because I love Gloria like she's obviously one of my personal heroes for you know everything she's done for women and women's rights and just her career and activism and she's definitely like inspired me so much to be an activist and like speak up and use my voice and it was just 
like when I got that email, I was like, I don't even care. Like, I don't care what it pays. I don't care yeah, like, how, what you need me for. Like, yes. Yes. <laughs> um, sign me up. That's crazy. <laughs> so I got to see the show, which is like one of my favorite things on Broadway right now. And then um, I got to take the photo of her with the cast. But like between um, taking the photo, between the show ending and the cast coming out, I got to like talk to her. And <laughs> I was like, I can't pass up this moment. So I no. just like think, you know, thanked her for her work. And it was just like the coolest thing. And then seeing the cast come out and also like, you know, Vanessa Williams and like the, that whole cast fangirling over Gloria Steinem was just one of those moments that I was like, how did I get here? <laughs> like, how am yeah. I here right now? So yeah. off the top of my head, it's that one. But then also um, I've gotten to like obviously work on a lot of really cool things that are just I don't know like mind-blowing to me still but um like I don't know even just when I shoot carpets and for opening nights and there's you know people specifically like you know I did the Into the Woods opening night with Peter Lee and um like Sarah Bareilles is like one of my favorite singers of all times and just she was just right there she's just right there Um, so it's that's that kind of stuff is really cool to me and then one one like fun one was when I did the write out loud music video with Jeremy Jordan because my mom is in love with him so I got to text her as am I I also am very much a fan of his work and yeah obviously who's not but we're um, a very pro Jeremy Jordan podcast yes Yes. this is the (laughs) leading lady club plus Jeremy Jordan (laughs) great I got to text my mom and be like I'm shooting a music video with Jeremy Jordan today and she like lost her mind so that is like just really 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 cool for me to do stuff like and just be like how am I here why am I like because my actually my very first 54 below show I ever attended attended in 20 14 14? or 15 I think it was 2014 was it Jeremy was. Jordan's solo show Same. at the Four Below and my mother came in to help me with like a surgery that I was getting and the oh. night before we went to his Four Below show and we got like you know those like front row seats oh. and we were like, oh my gosh so that... super full circle and then yes. when I got to um Ben had asked me to film his before below show and that was like the most full circle moment for me because I was like my first show and that was right before the pandemic too so that was yeah. just like you know my first my very first time at 54 below which is now like a venue that I'm at like two times a week yeah <laughs> was for Jeremy Jordan and Ben was like on the piano um and music directing so just super full circle and like yeah I don't know there's just so many moments that I'm like I can't believe that I get to be here and do this. I can't believe yeah, it I'm very know. grateful and I'll oh. never take a moment for granted it's, it's so yeah. special yeah it's so special no and you've worked so hard like clearly to build your business up from scratch and because of that you were named one of the 2022 women to watch on Broadway which Woo-hoo! is crazy and so exciting what was Thank it like you. when you like found out about that like do you just get a call do you get an <laughs> yeah. email like how, how does one get notified that they are a woman to watch <laughs> um I think maybe I was told that I got an email telling me that I was like being considered for it but I never received that email so I don't know if I just so you were just kind of like okay um I actually because it was on international women's day and I had a, a photo shoot with Broadway cares like we fight the AIDS that day and my friend uh Riza Takahashi who was in Mean Girls was like producing it and she texted me at like nine in the morning 
and was like, can't wait for the shoot today. Like also congrats on your, um, like on making the list. And I was like, what are you doing? Like, huh? <laughs> like, I, had what like, list? I literally was like, what are you talking about? And I, I can't remember, but at the time I thought, I guess, I think I was like waiting for something else. And I thought she was talking about that. And she texted me the link and I was like, what is this? Because I had absolutely no idea what the Broadway Women's Fund was. Um, and then I saw it was like the third annual and I like looked up who was on it last year. And I, I was like, oh, I kind of remember this coming out because my friend Macy Schmidt was on it. And like Barlow and Bear were on it. And like they have all like all the people on it last year have like subsequently blown up over the past year. So I was like, oh, this is a cool place to be. Um, and yeah and then I, I had a, another I had a couple of friends that were on it as well and I texted them and I, I don't know it was just I was so blown away to even be <laughs> considered there because I feel like I'm so new to the industry which I guess is the point of the list and it's like people to look out for but I feel like I'm relatively new to this so I was like and you know as we said the pan well we kind of said this but the pandemic, you know, like shut my business down. And then just within like the last nine months, I feel like I've come out of it. So it took a while to kind of get out. And now I feel like I'm, you know, quickly climbing up hill. But it's just I was like, what? Like, I mean, I was so honored that they and the, the panel of people that were picking the names for that was like, <laughs> so wild like Rachel Sussman and like Cheetah Rivera was on it and I was like what is happening like Cheetah Rivera knows my name Cheetah Rivera knows your name my friend was like Cheetah (laughs) my friend was like Cheetah Rivera looked at that list and said yes Rebecca Michelson needs (laughs) wild crazy I am so crazy so yes I'm very honored to be here and Mm. yeah it's crazy It's very well deserved and earned. And I know it must feel like, oh my gosh, what? Like, how did I get here? But it's it's 100% um, earned and deserved. And I mean, the list of other people on on that list this year and like you said in the in the past couple of years has just been incredible and macy schmidt is a former podcast guest love macy um, she's amazing yeah so it's so amazing and we gosh i really hope one day we can get barlow and bear on here because i love them um and now they're grammy winners like come on i don't know you should uh hit up some other people on that list because it seems like that's what i say i think we just need to start going through these lists and just getting everybody on yeah yeah i've gotten to connect with like some of them and and work with them and um i got like i connected with one of the women and shot a reading of a play that she's doing um like two weeks ago and the cast was amazing and the play was incredible and um like, I don't know, it's just been so cool. Like, we had this, we, we met on the POTUS carpet because she's a associate producer, Lauren LaCroix. Um, there we go. She's friends. And we met on the POTUS carpet and immediately we were like, oh my God, we're both women to watch. And we just like bonded over it. So it's been like Aww. really cool to have that like kind of community of, you know, we all have that thing in common. And, For sure. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's cool. It's I really love cool. It. I I'm love very it. honored. Yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. Well, congratulations. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And so kind of transitioning a little bit, I know you've mentioned POTUS a few times, so that could be uh, one of the <laughs> answers to this next question. But um, we've talked a lot with guests on this podcast about this sort of 
reckoning our industry is in right now or is kind of trying to have um, just with bringing more diversity to the stage and also telling more diverse stories, having, um, you know, different people telling stories, not just the same old playwrights and directors and creative teams always being the people to tell the same old stories we've heard. Um, and so I know you see a lot of theater, both like when you're working and just <laughs> as a fan. So what are some maybe yeah. shows you've seen recently that you feel like are just really important or are really kind of championing championing those like new new stories that, you know, reflect the world around us a little bit more? Oh, my gosh. It's like, you know, I see every single thing on Broadway and I'm like, what's on Broadway? I don't even know what's on <laughs> what? Broadway. It's like when people ask you your favorite movie, you're like, I've never seen a movie in my life. I don't, don't know. About. Don't know. In, in like, I literally have never, never seen a Broadway them. show. Never. What <laughs> is Broadway? What is Broadway? Mm. Um, yeah, well, I, yes, I try, I do try to see everything, um, either because I'm working with them or working with someone in the show and I like to see them in it before I shoot with them or also just because I love theater and like everything in my life it clearly revolves around theater it's a problem I talk to my therapist about it all the time <laughs> um, like, but, um, I <laughs> I have one show left for the season before the Tonys which is crazy um but I do I do try to see a lot of off-Broadway because I think that that's where the bigger like conversations happen as far as like yeah. diversity and different types of storytelling and I think sometimes when they come to Broadway it's like it loses a little bit of that for the commercial effect um which yeah. is sad but I do also think that this season is absolutely incredible and we have so many shows that are telling really important stories whether you know it's about it's about race or um I, I'm personally Jewish and I love seeing like Jewish stories being told. So not quite on Broadway yet, but we've got a lot of, we've got a great off Broadway season um, for Jewish stories, which well, and funny I love. girl, um, funny girl on Broadway, funny girl. Yes. Funny girl is, I, I saw it opening night of previews and I absolutely love it. And I think that Beanie is like bringing so much representation to that role. And I literally can't imagine anyone else doing it because, you know, to see like a, plus size like queer Jewish woman playing Fanny Bryce is so cool yeah um but yeah. <laughs> but yes um I'm a big supporter of anything run by women so POTUS of course is definitely my favorite play um on Broadway right now because it's written and directed by a woman the woman that wrote it um Selena Fillinger is 28 I think which is wow younger than me so like Crazy. <laughs> lol um <laughs> it's That's so nuts. wild and so I just you know I really try to support things written by women another one is like which way the stage off Broadway I think is just like so brilliant and um also written by a woman who clearly is like a huge Broadway fan so we love to see it yeah. um and you know and then of course you know like for colored girls I loved seeing that um just for representation and like storytelling and um I don't know. There's just so much good, so many, so much good theater. I saw the speaking of Jewish stories. Um, I saw Harmony when it was off Broadway, and I really hope it comes to Broadway because it was unbelievable and the storytelling and the cast was amazing. There we go. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. I'm a big supporter of anything that is told by women and also by Jews. 
That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Like, what more brand. do we need? That's my brand. That's your brand. <laughs> Women and juice. That's a good brand to have. And we're leading into it. And I love it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, well, to wrap up the quote unquote serious section of, of the pod, um, do you have any advice for anyone who is looking to follow in your footsteps, either as a theater photographer and videographer, or just looking to start their own business to kind of get out of a job that is not doing what they need to do. Uh, do you have any advice for anyone who is looking to kind of follow you and navigate their way in the world? Well, I do. I, I mentioned this before, but I do get a lot of messages and emails from young people, especially like in college or even high school that they're like, I want to do theater photography. And I'm like, how do you even know that you want to do that? When you're like, like, I didn't even know that was a thing until I started doing it. <laughs> yeah. For real. Like I'm not, I really truly like, did not know that this was a job until like six months ago. (laughs) Like, obviously I've been following other, you know, theater photographers. um, But, and this is probably also a me problem, but I really had a hard time, like even calling myself a theater photographer until like six months ago. And I also think that has to do with like being a woman in this industry, because it's very like, there's not a lot of women that do this um, or that are photographers in general. It's like definitely a, a man, a, a definitely a man led industry, mm. which you see when you're, you know, on red carpets that are more, um, you know, celebrity based. It's all the Getty photographers are older men. Um, all the photographers are men. <laughs> so yeah, um, crazy. definitely mostly I've talked to young women like young girls or women that reach out to me that want to do this and um I am super have always been really super career oriented and I think if you're going to start your own business and like it's really hard to run your own business like so hard I assume you both know that um but it is extremely hard you have to be really dedicated you have to be really organized and I think you have to have like a certain kind of drive that a lot of people don't have and I've always been super career oriented um so whenever I talk to people I'm I'm just like listen if you're really super passionate about it you can make it happen for yourself but you need to like get on your email you need to reach out you need to network you need to contact anyone that does anything remotely that you want to do you need to build your portfolio but my number one piece of advice honestly I just had a conversation with a girl uh, a little while ago about this is that I was like there's a fine line between building your portfolio and like doing things for free like you know when you're starting out and then and then that doesn't make sense what do I want to say (laughs) okay so I had a conversation recently with a girl who had reached out to me and um, I did, I, you know, I recommended to her, you have to build your portfolio. Like she wants to do production photography, which I don't do, but would love to do. Uh, I'm dabbling in it, <laughs> manifesting. Um, but I was like, Hey, like reach out to your local theaters. I think she was in Vermont. I was like, reach out to the local theaters. Um, see if you can come in even to like a rehearsal, get that experience that you want um start building you know posting it on the internet on your website but I was like but know that after two or three times of doing that you need to charge for it because I was like your skills are worth money you're good at what you do I've only seen a couple of your photos but I know that you're good at what you do so I was like what I wish someone had told me from the beginning is don't 
like undervalue your skills. And if Mm -hmm. you're going to be the person working for free or for low money, that's how everyone's going to see you. So like, that's always my number one piece of advice, even for people that have never even done this before and never have taken a (laughs) theater photo. I'm like, build your portfolio, but know when you need to start charging um, because that's the way you're going to succeed in the business. And I think like, it took me a long time to realize how to do that. Um, and like know my worth and, um, it's like really hard to run a business and you have to like be really confident in everything you're doing. So I don't know. I just said like a bunch of different things and that answer but hopefully there's something no I think it was great because you're right like (laughs) I feel like especially in like the theater world it's a lot of like you have a lot of connections you know a lot of people and so you're like it's easy to ask for favors from people and be like oh well we're friends but like you also do this thing so I'm gonna do this let's work together and then like nobody gets paid about it and it's like you are worth you deserve to get paid for your work. Like you are working hard. You are sacrificing your time. You deserve to get paid. Yeah. Yeah. And we're in an industry where it's like everything we're doing is so cool. You know, like a lot of photographers don't have that, like product photographers, wedding photographers. You're like shooting someone's wedding. Like, great. It's amazing. It's a great experience, but it's not like you're not meeting celebrities and you're not on red carpets and shooting curtain calls. And like, I think there's a trap that we can fall into if we're not careful about it, especially as women where it's like, oh, you don't want to do this for like a low amount of money. Someone else will do it, you know? And I think it's like, I really had to separate that in my mind of being like, okay, I'm at the point where cool doesn't phase me anymore. And I think like having learned that if I had learned that earlier, I think I I think I'm very grateful for like the path that I took to get here, but I do Mm -hmm. wish that I had had someone like me when I was starting out because it would have been nice to learn that from the beginning and be like, Oh no, you're worth it. Your skills are worth it. I think in this industry, especially um, as, as a photographer in general, we're like always second guessing ourselves. There's a lot of imposter syndrome. There's a lot of people telling you you can't do it. And so I think like just knowing that you're, worth it and like don't let someone tell you that you have to do it for free or you know it's like I think there's a trap we fall into because we get to do such cool things um but we should also get paid for them so absolutely absolutely. I agree (laughs) cool experiences don't pay the rent am I right ladies especially not in New York City (laughs) definitely not in New York City no way the worst place to pay rent on fun um okay so that brings us to that was not a good joke um we are going to move on to our rapid ish fire section the ish of course so that people do not panic and leave the zoom room immediately um hasn't happened yet but you know first time for everything i don't know how to be clearly i like to talk so rapid (laughs) rapid is hard for me okay that's okay okay. that's okay um i've definitely seen fear in some people's eyes but yeah nobody has abandoned us yet so that's good um so obviously this is the leading lady club so one question that we ask all of our guests is what does being a leading lady mean to you in your life in your career your day-to-day what does it mean to you to be a leading lady Oh gosh, I'm already mm-hmm. starting out with a hard question. I should have <laughs> known this was coming. It's the name of the podcast. <laughs> um, 
Um, being a leading lady. Well, that's like weird. I don't know. It feels so weird to say about myself. Like, <laughs> I feel like that's a big, uh, what's the word? It's a big, not commitment, but it feels very, I don't know. Like I carry a lot of power that I don't necessarily know that I have, but I, I guess I need to like learn to sit in that. Um, it's, I think being a leading lady means taking up space. And I think that that's really important for women to learn how to take up space in the workplace because um, we're like often told that we don't have space and we're not allowed to speak up. And I think working for myself is like a way that I do that because no one is telling me that I can't speak up. Um, and I think it's, you know, being kind I, I get a lot of people that tell me that they like to work with me because I'm really nice and and thoughtful and I think being a leading lady is um it's important to be kind because I think that you know in any industry we always are are there's a fear of working with or under people that are not nice I've had a lot of experience experiences with bosses especially as a freelancer in the past um where I'm just belittled and not treated well and so I try to make sure that everyone either that's working underneath me like assistants or anyone um around around me the talent that I'm working with that I'm always treating them with kindness um I I get that feedback a lot that that's why people like to work with me because I'm very nice <laughs> and thoughtful um also I know a lot about the industry which is helpful um and I don't know it's still weird to me that I get these messages of people that like are a fan of my work or like look up to me I I like I want to make sure I'm living up to that I guess um and 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 like the presence I have online and in person in the room is like gonna match with what those people are seeing from the outside I guess so. yeah absolutely very important. I love that. oh my god you that can, was like a five minute answer it's okay <laughs> no. But no you can be no. nice and still be a boss absolutely you have to sacrifice yes. that agreed yes. agreed that. i think those simple. are words to live by um so knowing that that's kind of your definition of a leading lady who are some of the leading ladies in your life can be people that you know people that you don't know but look up to who are your leading ladies um, yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> leading ladies. Well, you know, I try, I do try to surround myself with like women, powerful women in general. I think in, I'm pretty good at, at networking and like keeping connections with people both in and outside the industry that are smart and, you know, helpful and have good ears and they want to listen and, um, I've been very lucky in this industry. I've had a, a lot of other photographers and videographers be super kind to me. Um, but it is very, again, filled with men. And I love the men that I have been able to work with where I look up to and, and, you know, there's so many great male photographers in this industry. Um, there's not a ton of female photographers. So I think it's so cool when I get to connect with them, like Jenny Anderson is a big one. And I've been so lucky to like work with her and under her and learn from her. 
And I think she's absolutely brilliant. And like, you know, when you when you're looking from the outside, I think like she is the like it Broadway photographer. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's definitely like within the industry to me, the leading lady yes. <laughs> of the industry. And she's <laughs> so kind too, and like also super helpful and like recommends me for jobs. And it's just like that's the kind of energy that you want to surround yourself with. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, you know, outside the industry people that I don't know <laughs> I'd say my number one leading lady is Sophia Bush um and I have yeah. I am greatly deeply obsessed with her and everything that she is about um and I have been you know looking up to her since I was like 13 <laughs> probably um and it's just I don't know she's just really just leads the force on like activism and, and philanthropy and things that I try to be and do and uh and I don't know I just really she's super inspiring and my biggest like literal biggest dream is to work with her one day so I'm hoping that that happens Sophia (laughs) if you're listening hit Rebecca up I manifest that everywhere I'm like if you know Sophia Budge (laughs) and actually I have met met her I have (sighs) met her many times and I do think that she like knows me so I think like I think it could happen we're manifesting um, it. We're making it happen. Okay. okay. So she's definitely like my my number one leading lady. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, you know, I have just some other people that I look up to. Like um, this quote is by Cleo Wade back here. Um, and she's a poet and also activist. And um, I just like love her work. And uh, I don't know. I just like, I don't know. I love women. Like they're cool and they do awesome shit. And we like to I don't know what else is there to say yeah amen amen I agree (laughs) like Um, we need to have more we need to have more celebration for leading ladies because I feel like we don't get enough so I appreciate this podcast and that you're spotlighting women in in all different industries it's really cool well, thank you. That is love it. absolutely the goal. So, um, well, I feel like I may know at least one of your answers to this next question already. Maybe they oh, no. kind of match up. Um, but this is my favorite question to ask on the podcast. I don't really know why. Probably because I love chaos. But anyway, um, if you could throw a dinner party and invite three people, living or dead, who would you invite? <laughs> And this is when um, most people tend to panic because they're like, oh, God. And I'm like, I know. Sorry. But I love it. And I feel like it tells you so much about someone. So no pressure. Um, Sophia Bush. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. I was like, okay, I feel like she's going to bring Sophia Bush to a dinner party. Um, oh, gosh. Okay. Honestly, probably Gloria Steinem. I'm going to go back to that one. Yep um because like can you imagine that conversation at the dinner table that would be (laughs) amazing that would be crazy uh, like watching POTUS (laughs) yeah right um I feel like I'd have to invite someone like a Broadway Mm. like a theater person Mm. but off the top of my head I'm like I don't even know how I would choose yeah this is chaotic this could be chaotic I I see what you're saying um (laughs) I honestly can't. I will. I will be the theater representation because I can't choose mm-hmm. one person to go. come. That's and fun. I will say I will also invite 
Maren Morris because she's my favorite singer and nice. she also is very into activism she uses her voice in country music which I think is super important because we know country music is locked down they don't really care about women so uh, she's like one of the few people that uses their voice down in Nashville and so I think that would be like an awesome conversation to have yeah, for at sure. the table about like women empowerment so that. Wow. I mean, I'm ready. I'm ready for it. What a great group. <laughs> sounds like a really lit dinner party. Like, I know I said three <laughs> people, but maybe like throw me and Lauren an invite too, because I would love to be there for that. Um, of course. Of course. <laughs> okay. I feel like this next question I also made maybe a little bit too similar and I maybe already know your answer. Um, but if you could photograph or do video for either one, <laughs> um, any performer, show, or event that you haven't had the chance to yet, who slash what would it be and why? And I guess maybe possibly the answer is Sophia Bush. <laughs> but well, yes, but uh, that in if we're talking about theater, okay, okay. Um, well, okay. First of all, I have two. Yes, okay. I would love to shoot with Sophia Bush. One time on a podcast, she said that she her dream location for a photo shoot was Russ and Daughters in the East Village, and I'm like, sign me up. I'm Jewish. I got this. We will get some like, locks. This and is bagels. meant to be. Do a photo shoot anyway. Okay, she's gonna be like. This girl's crazy. Um, <laughs> when she listens to your podcast, <laughs> yeah, duh. Hey, Sophia, yes, love um, you. Long time fan. <laughs> unrelated, but my other—I'm literally manifesting so much. My one of my other dreams is that I would really love to go on tour with like a musician um, and ooh, like their ooh. tour photographer and videographer. I just think that'd be super cool. Um, so that is like one answer to the question. But theater related, I am so highly obsessed with Kimberly Akimbo, and so I'm so excited. <laughs> For that show to come to Broadway, October 12th is the first day previews already on my tickets. Um, and I would like dreamily love to be like their photographer for the show. Like, I don't know how that works, but I think that'd be so cool. Um, in any capacity, like, you know, in the rehearsal rooms or doing whatever they need me to do. I don't want to sound like a crazy soccer fan, but I just really like, I fell in love with the show when I saw it at the Atlantic and I think it's going to be the show of the season and I'm so excited and I tell everyone about it. So I would love to work. Yes. I love that. (laughs) Without being like weird and creepy. You can take the weird and creepy stuff out, but I would love to work. Not weird and creepy. Because I just think the show is brilliant and it's like a brand new musical, which I think we don't get that a lot. So I'm a big True. fan of new musicals um, with like new music, new stories, Absolutely. shining stars, um, like breakthrough artists, you know, all that jazz. So I think that it's going to be really exciting when it comes to Broadway because it's been telling new stories. That's yeah. amazing. I love that. Great love answers. Um, all right. I just Thank put <laughs> our BuzzFeed oh, quiz in the chat. Um, we haven't really done anything with zodiac signs before, and I thought this would be fun because we're gonna make you. Um, I'm literally gonna force you to make some hard theater choices. Um, so this is going to be. It's called pick one <gasps> musical per category, and we'll try oh, our hardest to guess your zodiac sign. Um, so I think this is gonna be hard for the inner theater nerd in you to pick just one in each category, because um, I know it would be hard for me, but. 
I think it will be fun. Hey, there's so many choices. I Why know. do you give 10 choices? I don't know. When I saw this, I was like, maybe this isn't good for a podcast, but too late. Sorry. Too late. Um, oh, well. And it's Lauren's job to read the answer choices. So, <laughs> um, so I will read the questions. Lauren will read the answer options and then you can click along if you want. That's why I always put it in the chat for people or I can also click your uh, answers for you. So here we go. Is everybody ready? Yes. Okay, first question. Choose a golden age musical. Either Carousel, The Sound of Music, My Fair Lady, Oklahoma, Singing in the Rain, The Music Man, The Wizard of Oz, Cinderella, Annie Get Your Gun, Guys and Dolls, The King and I, or Gypsy. God, so many choices. Good luck. Somebody feel like not golden age musicals but I yeah i feel like it's a bit of a, <laughs> a little bit of a loose interpretation but i do think gypsy was like uh, late 50s th- early 60s i think for this golden age just means old. It, it really technically golden age like traditional should mean like pre-1960s it should like, but here it means old well these are all pre-1965 i think so i think these are technically all golden age okay, but okay. okay. anyway okay, if i'm being okay. technical okay um <laughs> I feel this is so stressful. I don't want people to judge me on my choices. So I'm going to make a choice based on a, a specific reason. And I'm going to tell you that reason after I make the choice. Okay. Okay. I am going to pick Oklahoma, nice. which is a weird, Oklahoma is a weird choice, but I'm going to pick Oklahoma, Oklahoma because first of all, love the sexy Oklahoma revival. Um, oh my God. It was so to- good. I'm going incredible. to London. I'm going to London <laughs> on vacation at the end of June and our first pair of tickets that we have booked is for Oklahoma in London for like their closing weekend so I'm gonna pick Oklahoma that's so fun wow Oklahoma in London I feel like that'll be fun I I know I'm so excited also like (laughs) shout out like uh talking about leading ladies Agnes DeMille literally changed the game with theater choreography with the dream ballet in Oklahoma where she used choreography to further the plot and not just be a flashy dance number so anyway shout out to Agnes DeMille (laughs) amen Amen. God, God, I'm a nerd. I need to get out more. Okay, next question. Choose a jukebox musical. Either Mamma Mia, American <laughs> Idiot, my personal fave, Disaster, <laughs> Head Over Heels, Beautiful, the Carol King musical, Jagged Little Pill, Moulin Rouge, Ain't Too Proud, The Share Show, Lennon, Jersey Boys, or Motown the musical. Lennon's a deep who, who wrote the, Who wrote this? These, yeah, these choices are really interesting. They're all over um, I personally love a good jukebox musical. I know Me that is too. controversial. I love jukebox musicals. I am just, I mean, I'm not going to pick it, but I will say that I saw the share show uh, five times. So wow. <laughs> I'm just going to say it. Um, nice. Stephanie J. Block, please. Come on. Um, oh, gosh. I love Beautiful. But I'm going to pick Head Over Heels because I'm obsessed with Head Over Heels. That was <laughs> nice. so good. I really also, probably a controversial choice but i saw that four times and i think that bonnie milligan should have won the tony for that but like she was sorry yeah i I really enjoyed that one too (laughs) but like nobody asked us so unfortunately yeah yeah they they should ask us but unfortunately they have not um okay choose a pre-contemporary musical either falsettos into the woods company a chorus line follies a little night music Les Mis, Phantom of the Opera, Miss Saigon, Ragtime, Rent, or Sweeney Todd. I love this era Obviously, of music. I mean, I'm going to have to go. I have to go with Rent. 
I mean, rent was yeah. like my like teenage. I mean, come on. <laughs> As I say, we've all been through rent phase. If you're like it's a nineties, early two thousands kid and you don't choose rent, like what are you even doing? Okay, I feel like this is a fake thing. These but this categories one, are yeah. So this one's not real. I'm sorry to tell you, this anything is not real. Choose a post golden age musical, which I'm like that's so dumb, but whatever. Okay, Lauren, either <laughs> Bye Bye Birdie, Camelot. Oliver, The Fantastics, 110 in the Shade, She Loves Me, Fiddler on the Roof, Funny Girl, Hello Dolly, Cabaret, Mame, and Hair. Uh, they gave me Fiddler on the Roof and Funny Girl, which are two like quintessential Jewish musicals. And they want me to choose, and I'm not going to choose either of them, okay? I'm going to say Hello Dolly because I was obsessed with the revival. Also, not going to tell you how many times I saw it because that's embarrassing. But Donna Murphy is my Dolly forever and ever and ever. And I love that show. And it definitely has some problems being a, a little misogynistic, but... The costumes and put on your Sunday clothes and everything about it. It's always made me so happy. Also, I got to take my grandmother like a month after my grandfather Mm. died. And they saw the original production on Broadway when you had to like drive into New York and wait in line at the box office. because There was no internet. So I got to take her. My mom and I took her to see it. And it was just like, she cried and it was just really beautiful. So it holds a special place in my heart. I know you didn't ask for any of these answers. That's okay. I love the answers. Um, okay, now we have to choose a contemporary musical. Either Hairspray, The Producers, You're in Town, The Book of Mormon, The Light in the Piazza, Wicked, Amelie, The Addams Family, Fun Home, Color Purple, The Last Five Years, or Legally Blonde. That's hard. I have to pick Legally Blonde because that is my favorite musical of all time. Yes. And if you know me, you know that Legally Blonde is my favorite musical of all time. And I that is also why I'm going to London to see the production of Legally Blonde. So I have there to pick Um, Okay, mm-hmm. choose a current musical, which I'm not sure how this is different than the next category, but it's fine. Choose a oh, current musical. I already know my, I already know my answer. <laughs> okay. Waitress. <laughs> Yes, it is Waitress. Yes, that's what I <laughs> thought. I was like, I'm pretty sure you're pretty obsessed with Waitress and also Sarah Bareilles. Um, Yeah, fair. Okay, yes. now, even more specifically, finally, choose a musical that's currently on Broadway. What is Okay. Either The Book of Mormon, Six, Beetlejuice, Come From Away, Tina, the Tina Turner musical, Wicked, Phantom of the Opera, Funny Girl, Hades Town, Chicago, Moulin Rouge, or Dear Evan Hansen. You could pick Funny Girl now. That's true. Purely based on the musical I've seen the most times and that is has been on Broadway near the longest. I know not the longest on this list. I'm going to pick Wicked because it is a tried and true musical and I wow. see every iteration of it, including Lindsay Heather Pierce four times as Alphabet. What? Oh my God. <laughs> wow. Incredible. You are incredible. My okay. full Broadway nerd is coming out. I'm sorry. She was so great. So I'm going to pick Wicked. She's incredible. Yes. As you should. I love Wicked. Um, okay. Oh, this is not <clears throat> cr- Oh my God. <laughs> it says that you're a Gemini and it says you and Elle Woods would get along. Perfect. I appreciate the legal. I appreciate the right? full legally blonde. What is uh, she, doesn't she have a line where she's here, like, but... she's like, I'm a Gemini something with a something, something. I remember I'm that line. I'm not a Gemini. So I'm not sure <sighs> what they're, uh, how they, how they calculated that, but I do still think that I would get along with the list. I Maybe. agree. That's all I that really like matters. What is yeah. your actual Zodiac sign? 
I'm a Capricorn, which like yes, I Capricorns. Know I don't know anything about zodiac signs, but I do believe that explains a lot about me. I've been told that. Yeah, so mood, 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 Capricorn for life. See, I don't know. I'm a Leo and I don't know anything about zodiac signs except what Leos are, which I feel like is a very Leo thing to only invest and care yes. about the thing that I am, which terrible, but yes. true. Yes. Um, yeah, I don't okay. I don't do astrology, but I thought that would be interesting, mostly just because I wanted to see you panic when you had to pick between like 12 That was so shows. stressful. I don't want people to really like stressful. listen to this and judge me. That's why I gave specific answers for yeah. every yeah. choice. You had very good reasoning behind each one. So <laughs> totally valid. Um, so I understand why they couldn't pick my actual zodiac sign because maybe I was not answering like in like, like a cat you know yeah. yeah it was like it was you know so i was yeah. I, I i had specific answers but they don't they don't know my answer that was a very actually very important way to answer that quiz and <laughs> yeah, they, like, don't they don't know, know my reasons. they don't know me they don't know my reasons. they don't know we know we know oh my goodness rebecca this was so much fun i'm so glad that you joined us and oh my goodness this was just the most fun thank you for having me of course of course, of course. so we We'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Oh my goodness. I love that. It's always so nice to just like catch up with someone that I haven't seen in a while and also celebrate an amazing leading lady that I know and someone who's just like really killing the game and especially like has grown so much just in the past few years and like stick a pandemic in the middle of that time of growth. And I mean, anyone first who of all, launch their career in a pandemic like deserves yeah. the world. I know, and I feel like she had just like in the year or two before COVID, like really started to like grow her business, and then COVID hit, and obviously, you know, all creative people for the most part, like we kind of just came to a standstill with our careers. So first of all, I'm like, imagine where she would be, like what she would have accomplished by now if COVID hadn't happened because she's just like she is rolling rocking and rolling um and also it's just amazing that she was able to do all that even with COVID in the middle of her career so anyway she's amazing we love Rebecca we're so glad that she joined us today and uh so glad that you guys had to kind of hear or got to kind of hear what she had to say about her life and career and Mm. advice so All right. Well, I think that just about does it for us today. Lauren, would you like to tell the people where they can find, follow, and support us? Yes. You can follow us on Instagram at Leading Lady Club. You can also find us on our website, leadingladyclub.com. We post all of our podcast episodes there, as well as anywhere else you want to listen to podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all the other ones. You can subscribe to us everywhere. You can rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts and leave us a review and tell us how wonderful you think we are. And we hope you have a lovely rest of your day, whatever day of the week that may be. Because it could be Monday, could be not Monday. Who knows? You know, just, you never know. You never know. Keep the people on their toes. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, everyone. Well, thanks for joining us this week. We're so excited to be back. We've got two more episodes left this season, and uh, they're going to be good ones. So we're looking forward to it. Join us right back here again next week. We hope you have a lovely rest of your day, and uh, we hope to talk with you soon. Bye. Bye.
my microphone. Now we're fell. British. Yeah, now we're, we're British. British. That was a fun. We're British when, <laughs> when we when we're shocked by something.